Are you living in light of eternity? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. You should live every day in light of the fact that your body is very temporary. Don't buy into this false idea that you're going to live forever because you're not. And if you don't live with a sense of eternity, you will tend to have wrong priorities and live your life in a way that God doesn't want you to live in. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and he's senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I don't know, Mark, there's just something special in the air in the studio here today. I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe you, maybe you can tell me what, what is, <laughs> this is all about here today. Huh? Well, we are celebrating today this message, How to Walk by Faith and Not by Sight, is our 1,000 1,000 messages that we have done recording. 1,000 radio programs of Bold Steps. That's right. And, you know, we're here on the campus, this historic campus of the Moody Bible Institute. And Wayne, I can't but pause and thank God that for a a hundred years in 2026, it'll be a hundred years that Moody has been broadcasting radio messages gospel messages uh, throughout the nation and the nations. We're just the latest in a long line, aren't we? We are. And what a privilege it is, actually, to be in a place that has such a uh, history of faithfulness to God's Word. Millions of people have heard the gospel. And um, I'm so grateful, by the way, for this team. Yes. We started this program sort of in a hurry. We didn't have a name for it for a while. And Chris, <laughs> You're giving away our secrets now, Mark. <laughs> uh, Chris Seagard was the producer. He, he spent a lot of time trying to pull things together at the last minute. But I'm grateful for the Bold Steps team that we have here. It's amazing. Of course, you know Wayne Shepard. He joins me on a regular basis here. But we also have behind the scenes our technical producer, is uh, Steve Wick, and then we have uh, Judy Crone, who's the uh, executive producer of the program. We have Meryl, who's behind the scenes doing video all the time. Meryl St. James, thank you, Meryl. And um, so we have a team uh, that, uh, that's just the direct team without talking about the broader team that helps us here. True. And so thank you for praying for us, by the way, and um, you can celebrate with us 1,000 programs, (laughs) and we hope many more to go. We certainly do, as the Lord provides. Thank you, Mark. What a a wonderful thing to mark today, 1,000 programs of Bold Steps. So thank you, listeners, for making that possible, too. That wouldn't be possible, Mark, without those listeners behind us. Absolutely. All right. Let's get after today's message now. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, How to Walk by Faith and Not by Sight. You know, recently my wife and I were able to celebrate a getaway anniversary trip. I've been married to the same woman and still in love with her for over 30 years. Yeah. Over 30. And so we were flying back from uh, our anniversary trip and we, f- we took off in the airport and uh, it looked like it was a pretty clear day and we started to land at another airport And all of a sudden, as we were descending, and they say now this plane is about to descend, as we were descending, suddenly we were enveloped by some very thick clouds. We were both leaning over, looking out the window, and my wife looked at me and she said, I can't see anything. I'm sure the pilot can't see anything. 
How in the world is he going to know how to land? And I looked at her. I wanted to rev it up a little bit. I don't know, hon, we better make our last one. But I, I thought I'd, I said, here's the thing. The pilot doesn't have to see where he's going because he's got an instrument panel and a GPS and a radar system that guides him. So even though he can't physically see the runway, he can actually be guided by his instrument panel for a safe landing. That's exactly the way it is in our life as believers in Jesus Christ. Our panel, our instrument panel, is the Word of God. It's faith. And sometimes you cannot see the invisible world. You cannot see God. You cannot see Jesus. You cannot see the Holy Spirit. You cannot see heaven. You cannot see the eternal world. But let me tell you what you can, you can do. You can see the instrument panel that tells us the Word of God. And as you walk by faith and not by sight, you reach your ultimate destination. Amen? All right. So I want you to take your Bibles and turn to first, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. You need to listen up. This is an important message for you to listen to because I believe there are a lot of people that are living by sight and not by faith. And the result is that there are many people, including believers in Jesus, that are not motivated by what really matters, that have little confidence in the future, and whose priorities are very mixed up because they walk by sight and not by faith. Paul, in addressing the Corinthian believers in, sec in his second letter to the Corinthian believers, that we call 2 Corinthians, um, tells them what happens when we start walking by faith and not by sight. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. It says, For we know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with a heavenly dwelling, because we are clothed, we are not found naked, for while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. Let me pause and tell you this. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're walking by faith and not by sight, you will see beyond the temporary nature of life. The Apostle Paul talks about tents. He says, we know that if this earthly tent were to be destroyed, and people say, well, what is he talking about when he talks about an earthly tent? Well, you know, Paul was a tent maker by trade. That was his daytime job. And so some people think, well, he made tents, and so he's talking about tents. That's just a side imagery that he's bringing about. But when he says tent, he's really talking about our bodies. A tent implies something that's temporary, flimsy, frail, and not made to last a long time. That's a tent. When he compares our bodies to a tent, he is in essence saying that your body is temporary. It's not meant to last forever. I know we try to make it last a long time, but 
If you make it to 72, that's the average age in America. People that make it to 90 are really living long. If you make it to 100, we celebrate you and put you in the newspaper. But our lives are really not that long. And the Apostle Paul says, if the tent is destroyed, look at what he says, so if this earthly tent, our body, if it's destroyed, if we die... We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. So Paul is contrasting our temporary bodies with our eternal bodies. The Bible is clear that the moment that you die and this body goes into the grave, you are given an eternal body, an immortal body, a glorified body. It's not like flesh and blood like we know it, but it's what will house your soul and your spirit. It's a spiritual body. And so he's telling people, hey, there is much more afterlife. Much more afterlife. You know, when I got married, I was married at 21. I was just starting the ministry. I was very poor. I was able to scrounge up enough money to take my wife on a honeymoon to Spain where I grew up. But once I got to Spain, I didn't really have any money to get us around anywhere. And so my father was kind enough to leave his car at the airport, and I put a tent and and his tent in the trunk, and so we did our honeymoon in a tent. I would drive to a nice place and say, honey, do you like it? She would say, yeah. We'd put the tent up, and then we would drive up through the coast of Spain and say, do you like this area? I'd put the tent up. And then we drive to France and put the tent up, drove into Switzerland, put the tent up. So we just stayed in a tent the entire time. Now, that may seem romantic and nice. I told my wife when we were approaching our 30th year anniversary, hey, why don't we do the tent thing again, go to Europe? And she said, uh, no. I'm done with tents. Because here's the thing. A tent implies temporary, frail. You may spend a night in a tent, but you don't want to live in a tent unless you're homeless. And even the homeless people probably don't want to live in a tent. They want a more permanent place. A tent is something that you, you live in because you have to. It's temporary. It's frail. But you're really looking for something much more permanent. But you understand that it's temporary. In essence, what the Apostle Paul is telling these believers is, hey, embrace the fact that your body, that your life, that your existence is temporary. We sometimes deceive ourselves into thinking that life will go on forever and that we don't want to think about the end and we don't want to think about afterlife and we don't want to think about death. And Paul is telling us the opposite. He's saying, think about death. Think about life after death. Think about eternity. In fact, you should live every day in light of the fact that your body is very temporary. Don't buy into this false idea. Don't buy into this narrative that you're going to live forever because you're not. And if you don't live with a sense of eternity, you will tend to have wrong priorities and live your life in a a way that God doesn't want you to live in. 
He goes on to say, by the way, in this passage, meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with a heavenly dwelling. It's interesting that he says, while we're in our tent, we groan. How many of you, as you get older, you can relate to the groaning part? Get up in the morning and, ah. There's a little bit of the burden of feeling the frailty of your age and your body. But whether you're young or you're old, he in essence says that like someone that's living in a temporary state, we groan because we know we're looking and longing for something more. We groan because we realize this is not my permanent place. We groan because there's something inside of us. Have you felt it? A longing for something more. A sense that this is not the, uh, the final resting place. Something inside of you that tells you, yeah, this is, this is okay. I'm enjoying this, but this is not really the end. You see, there's a groaning inside of our soul, a longing for something more, something that's coming, something that's on its way that a lot of people miss. You are listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we are halfway through today's lesson, but we want to take a moment to remind you that you can find more of Mark's teachings over the weekend by listening to our sister program simply called You guessed it, Bold Steps Weekend. Mark, what's coming up this weekend? Yeah, so we love coming to you on the weekends. Again, this is different messages from our uh, weekday programming. Mm -hmm. And so this weekend, it's a series entitled Gifted, Playing Your Part. And this weekend's message is Unleashing Power People. All right. Well, I hope you'll make plans to listen this weekend. Uh, Check your local station for the listings, as they say, but you can always listen at boldstepsweekend.org as well. And for even more Bold Steps content, check out the newest edition of Mark's Teaching Resource, a short 60-second program called the Bold Steps Minute. You can listen and learn more by going to boldstepsminute.org. All right, that's our time out for now. Let's get back to the message here on Bold Steps. It's titled, How to Walk by Faith and Not by Sight. If you go on a trip sometime, you typically miss your bed. You may, you know, some of you are really, really particular about your bed. I go to the airport, I see people traveling with their pillow. It's like, really? You need to take the pillow? Some people say, I just can't sleep unless it's my pillow. You know, it's got to be the right pillow, the right, so they carry their pillow with them. You miss the food. You're away from Chicago for a while. You start, you know, if I'm out of the country for a while, the first thing that my wife and I do on the way from the airport, we order pizza. We just automatically order pizza. Why? We miss the Chicago pizza. So you miss the food. You miss your house. If you have pets, you miss your pets. But you know what you miss the most? You miss family. The people that you know, the people that you long for. What Paul is basically saying is, yeah, you know, you're away from home, 
But there's a longing inside of every believer to be in the unobstructed presence of Jesus. To be before God himself. There's something inside of our soul that longs for the presence of God. There's something deep inside of you that, that, that aches to be inside of his presence. Unveiled in his glory. In this perfect place in which God sees you and you see God and you can walk with God. That's built in the heart of every single believer, a longing to be home, a longing to be in the presence of God. And that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about. He says, meanwhile, we groan to be clothed instead with the heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, talking about the body, we groan in our burden because we do not wish to be unclothed. In other words, he's using the image of being clothed and unclothed, but what he's saying is there's a groaning inside of our heart. We don't want to take the tent off. In other words, we don't want to die. But at the same time, we feel like something is missing because we need our, we need our immortality to swallow up our mortality. And there's something inside of us, the Bible says, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. And here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that although you can be content on earth, I want you to know that although you can experience joy on earth, this is not your ultimate dwelling place. If you feel a a groaning, a discontentment, an unhappiness inside of your soul, and think that maybe something is wrong, maybe something is not wrong, maybe what you really, really are looking for is to be home in the presence with your Father. Amen? Not only does faith walking help us see beyond the temporary nature of life, secondly, When we walk by faith, we are confident about our future. Notice what he says in verse 5. Now the one who has fashioned us for this purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Notice what he says here. This is really important. I hope I can preach it well enough. The Bible says that God has fashioned us for this purpose. In other words, God's design that we live in a temporary body right now, but we long for eternity in our, in our lives. But this is what he says. He says, who has given us the spirit as a deposit. What has he given us? Now, when we talk about spirit, there's little s spirit, which is your spirit as a human being. But then there's capital S spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we know from other parts of Scripture that the moment that you come to Christ, God gives you the Holy Spirit. That is the third person of the Godhead that comes and the, the Holy Spirit indwells your body, the tent. Now, listen to what he says. He says, because the Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Now, when do you make a deposit? If you ever went to buy a house, they ask you for earnest money. And you put money down, usually 10 to 20%, typically is what they ask for. 
You put money down. Why? Because what you're saying is, I'm putting down money because this house is not yet mine, but I'm serious about buying it. Ultimately, I will give the full amount to buy this house. And then you spend another 30 years paying for it. When a man proposes to a woman, he gives her an engagement ring. Now, does the ring, what does the ring mean? Some of you ladies are saying, I don't know. I asked my boyfriend. I've been dating him for three years, and I still don't have a ring. What does it mean? What does an engagement ring mean? An engagement ring is a earnest deposit. It's saying, we're not married yet, but I'm going to marry you. It's on its way. This is just a reminder that it's on its way. It's a guarantee that I'm committed to marrying you all the way. And so when someone says, hey, you've been dating him for three years. Uh, what's going on with that? You just go, mm-hmm. And they know, oh, you're engaged because it's telling them, yeah, but marriage is on its way. Listen to me. The moment that you came to Christ, God took the most important thing that he could, his Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, and he deposited it within your body. You walk around with the deposit that there's more to come. You have God in you, but you are not fully glorified the way God ultimately will glorify you. So you walk away, you walk around with the peace of God inside of you, God himself inside of you. And the Holy Spirit inside of you reminds you, hey, there's more to come. There's more to come. You're a child of the Most High God. He's going to do something in his life. You should live that way. There's more to come. You get around a place of worship like this and you taste heaven a little bit. It's the culture of where you're going. As you start worshiping God, he says, he's Abba Father to you. The Bible tells us, listen, this is really, really important. When I went to rent a car recently... They said, uh, yeah, sir, could we have your credit card? So I gave them my credit card, and they took a, a, some money out of my credit card, and they said, this will be returned back to you, but this is a guarantee. This is a deposit guaranteeing that you're going to return this car because it was earnest down. Listen, the Holy Spirit is given to us. You walk around with the earnest deposit guaranteeing that God is going to do something much bigger and greater in the future. That this is just a taste of what he's doing in your life. Look at what it tells us, for example, in Romans chapter 8, verse 23. Now only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sonship, the redemption of of our bodies. That's Mark Job and a lesson titled How to Walk by Faith and Not by Sight here on Bold Steps. If you missed any part of today's program, feel free to catch up anytime by visiting our website at boldstepsradio.org. While you're there, you'll also want to request your copy of this month's Bold Step gift, a resource that goes hand-in-hand, really, with today's message about living according to what we believe rather than what we see. Mark? Stories of conquests, rebellions, conspiracies mesmerize us. We tell them in fairy tales and in films and poems and in plays. But in most stories, we learn very little about the storyteller himself. 
And that's where Tony Evans' book, The Kingdom Agenda, is different. For all of history, God has been waging war against the forces of darkness. He's rallied armies, led miraculous victories, and laid down his own life on behalf of the people he loves. And in each chapter of The Kingdom Agenda, Dr. Evans highlights the conquest and the character of our Almighty God. You'll see with stunning clarity how the mighty author of history is still fighting today. And do you want to know something incredible? He's calling you into that battle. If you want to know more about the King of Kings and where you fit into his army, this is a resource that you cannot miss out on. Reach out today and request your copy of Dr. Tony Evans' The Kingdom Agenda when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org to make your donation and request this Bold Step gift, The Kingdom Agenda, or call us at 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift through the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, before we end today's program, I want to encourage you to go and subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast. There you'll find each of these daily messages and listen whenever you want and wherever you are. Just open your favorite podcast app on your phone or smart device, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click the subscribe button. You can also hear this program through your smart speaker at home or on any Alexa-enabled device. For more details on how to set up this convenient hands-free listening option, just visit boldstepsradio.org. Well, I'm Wayne Shepherd, and that brings us to the end of our 1,000th program. So glad you could join us. Don't forget to come back next week for the second part of our message titled, How to Walk by Faith and Not by Sight. That is coming up Monday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.